Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. God, it's Friday. That's what I was listening to this morning. The darkness. Love on the rocks with no ice. I'm trying to make this feel like it's a new hour, not the fourth hour that I'm doing. And joining me to help me in that endeavor is Eric and Southern Wood. But first, before you gentlemen say anything, listen to this. I like that. I don't know. It's almost like a resurgence of '80s crap. Hair bands. Yeah, yeah. It's, I like hair bands. Is that is that a newer song? No, that's ah, that has to be. That came out when I was like in high school, I think. Okay. Maybe a little before. That sounds like an early '90s. No, you remember the song? I believe in a thing God love. Uh, By no, the that, darkness? That, that, no, doesn't ring a bell with me. You don't know that song? <laughs> well, I might, but I don't know your rendition of that song, Eric. Mm-mm, no. Yeah, yeah. See, see, you're getting two blanks over here. This song. Yeah. Oh. What were we thinking? That's exactly what Joey just sounded like. <laughs> I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's my fault. My fault. My bad. Thank man. you. My bad. And thank you. Been yeah, a same long week. Been same a long week. Yeah, it has been a long week. It has been a long week. I've got a lot <laughs> on my mind, I suppose. Actually, no, I've got the uh the radio brain. Like you've been doing this a while. Yeah. And you're like, I I I just start saying crap. So help me. If I ever do anything <laughs> a little too overboard, like tell me to dump it, and I I will dump it. Yeah, maybe. But I, you know, I've got all sorts of stuff that we've covered today, like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez wearing a thirty-five hundred dollar outfit while doing a photo op with construction workers. Real good look, lady. You might be sexy and stupid. Well, stupid in certain ways. 
I'm just yeah. trying to, you know, measure it a little bit. She did look nice, though. Yeah, she looks wonderful. And, like, I think that, uh, you know, sometimes... I, I'm, I, I, I'd imagine I'd agree with her on, like, say, criminal justice reform to a certain degree. Maybe the drug war. I'm trying to find common ground. But when she talks about economics, I want to hit myself in the head with a frickin' two-by-four. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that's the thing about her. She's, I, I just... It is a sexy just, name, though. Can we all agree on that? That's a pretty sexy name. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. Mm. But, I mean, I, that's not... I, I don't want sexy running the country. I want somebody... No, see, but know, Eric, this knows bearded... what they're doing. See, but Eric, this bearded legend across from me... I love that shirt, by the way, folks. <laughs> that's why I called Eric the bearded legend. said, my mom... All moms gave birth to a child, except my mom. She gave birth to a bearded legend. <laughs> that is epic. She sure did. So, I'm just trying to stick to the sexiness of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's name. Not her personality. I'm not trying to date the woman. It's all I know her is from the TV screen and my computer screen and my iPhone screen. That's See, and, it. And, and me personally, I cannot separate the two. Uh, no, I, I but, no, but no, was, separate it. No, I was, I was actually thinking about this today, trying to formulate it into a question for you. Yeah. If you had ever been on a date, like a first date with someone mm -hmm. who that, that you met either through a friend. See, when I was coming up, there was none of this uh, Tinder or whatever that crap is y'all use to meet people now. The only way you met someone is to physically bump into them and say, hello. My name is Clay. What is your name? Hi, I like you. I think you're kind of pretty. Mm -hmm. Would you like to go on a date with me? I know that is like cavemanish, but that's how we met. What is your phone number? You didn't have a cell phone. You didn't pull it out and log somebody's number in. You had to actually physically get a piece of paper and write their number down. 281 Whatever. Right, and they actually had to be home. And then you had to, exactly. Right. And if you were lucky. And you had the rotary phone, too? I, at one time, I had a rotary yeah. phone. Yeah. But, uh. Hi, lady, this is Clay Shopping. I met you at the bar. You saw me dancing. But you, I mean, you had to, you know, call somebody and you had to make a date. And, and then, oh my God, this is what was terrible. Where do you live? I live at so-and-so this road. What you do, you know where Forest Hills is? Yep. All right. Well, go in there. Go down. It's the Wait, third stop sign. Giving directions to her place? Is Karen Road. Take a right uh, uh, on Karen Road. You go down two blocks, and then you turn left, and then that'll be 137 whatever avenue. Yeah. That's how we had to actually navigate to someone's house to pick them up and take them out on a date. And y'all were very, Man, very capable. I'm telling you. I mean, you, then you got your club out and went and knocked them in the head and drugged them to the cave and brought them back home with you. I mean, caveman stuff. Mm -hmm. Like fire and water. And but no, I was I was thinking about, did you, did you ever meet someone just on their looks and you were extremely attracted to them mm -hmm. and, and maybe had a short conversation with them and we're like, you know, I, I kind of, you know, dig this person. Sure. Let's go on a date. Yeah. And then you get out one-on-one -on -one and you sit down and like five minutes into it, you're like, I can't be around this person. Yes. I, I don't care how smoking hot you are. You are driving me crazy. No, I've gotten into this with first dates uh, the other day, talking about this with uh, Peyton's Jollies. 
that women, I think, have horrible first dates and, like, I still love this one. Guy walks her up to the bar, has her sit on a bar stool, and he says, oh, I'm sorry, I gotta take a crap. Um, and he goes to the bathroom, and he never comes back. It makes me wonder <laughs> what happened there. Like, did... Did he actually have to go, and it was horrific, and he's, like, ashamed of himself? Like, <laughs> this is such smelly wolf bait that I had, I just need to go home, my head hung low in shame, or did was it just an excuse? I don't know, but I think, for me, in my experience, when I describe a bad first date, it's not like anything crazy happened. It's not like she's, like, talking about all her exes and how she, like, one of them died mysteriously. And nothing crazy. But for me, a bad first date is this is a nice person. This is probably going to be a catch for somebody else. I don't want to be rude because it is a nice person and probably a catch for somebody else. It's a complicated person with all her own hopes and dreams and aspirations and flaws and all these things. So I have to sit here and endure it, but I'm not interested. And that's not fun. Yes, I've had that happen. Yeah. I've I've done that. I've I've gone on a first date and then decided immediately upon meeting her in person that it did not Yeah, not clicking. Yeah. And then endured two hours of dinner and then didn't call her again. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's may, not the worst thing in the world either. That it's may, just because, a little annoying. Well, and, you know, and we look at people on TV, and you look at, and and I mean, we're all dudes, and we're all heterosexual dudes. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at women, and you're like, man. She's good looking. Look at that woman. She's that, good she looking. Is, she's fine. Yeah. That's an old, do y'all still use that term? She's fine. Yeah. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. fine. Oh, yeah. She's a fox. She's hot. Yeah. She's smoking hot. She's fireworks on the 4th, man. She's a forest fire. Well, I don't think we ever went that far. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, you, you look at people like that, but then when you meet one like that and then you get with them, to me, I can't separate the two. Is like, I, I, you gotta as be beautiful a, as you are. Right. you got to have a personality that clicks yes, with mine. Of course. Most definitely. And, 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 and Wait, nothing but, against but let me you. throw this back at you. All right. Southern Wood. All right. We'll play cat. Let's see. Watch where I'm going here, Eric. Okay. You bearded legend, you. <laughs> have you ever, out of desperation, this is before you're married, out of desperation or gamesmanship or pride, you know, kind of put up with somebody in order to, you know, get some? You say you couldn't separate the two. Mm-mm. I, I never have. That's awesome. That's a good. I trait. never have. I've I've always the the only and it's only been. I mean, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm yeah, sure you've oh, met yeah, guys yeah. who do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, well, I mean, that's the like the the ex girlfriend deal or the the hanger owner. You kind of give them a little bit of hope, just enough that if you don't have anything else to do, oh, there's no, some, nothing nothing worse than a little bit. You got hope. you've got somebody you can call and say, hey. You know what? How, how about let's hang out tonight? I, I I never did that. I was I was as much as I cut up and and play around. I was always more of a gentleman. Hmm. I I really thought about the other person's feelings. I dated only a few girls seriously. Yeah. And uh, but no, I I really generally cared for anybody that I right. took the time to. You know, to actually spend time with, I, I, I didn't get into the because and, and see that's another thing. 
I think it's a lot more common now. Uh, it, it wasn't this hookup generation when I was coming up. You didn't just wait, 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 wait. What decade did you really come of age? Uh, I, wait, 80s? I, was, I was born in '73, so '80s, really. So you know, from the mid '80s to the mid '90s, I graduated in '91. You're right. Okay, no, and so I'm, from, I'm being serious here. Like the sexual revolution, and I think a lot of the, the first one that really came along. I mean, I guess you could talk about the '20s, but like the '60s and '70s, especially the '70s, and we're learning more about this in bad ways, dark corners of it with the Me Too campaign. And I'm being straight serious, not making jokes. Like, you read some of the stuff and you mm-hmm. know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and who doesn't, who doesn't love sex, drugs, and rock and roll? But it can get pretty messed up. And there was a lot of stuff going on in the 70s. And you even see this, you know, I talk about how big of a fan I am of Prince. When he's got a all-female band named Vanity Six, he's dating the lead singer... And they're one of the hit singles is Nasty Girl and Sex Shooter, and they're walking around in lingerie. That's still the early 80s. Yeah. And then the AIDS crisis I, I and think, scare happens, and it kind of puts a lid on a lot of that free love crap. And it, it, some of that's come up. We're still a hookup culture now. There are studies I've seen, though, that millennials, I don't know about Generation Z, which is the ones younger, people like in high school now or in grade school now, but millennials, they there were studies that they actually are having less sex than, say, the generations before them. Well, and it's because as much as people are available and, like, you can go find people easily with these apps and stuff, there's also, I think, a lot of overexposure to where people, and it's easy to know a lot of bad things out there. So you're a little more careful. Yeah, and, and I'm not so sure. I mean, you, you nailed it of exactly what I was going to say. I think that I hit right at the perfect time in which which it was it was more of a morality thing for me right. that I wasn't just going to tag every girl that I could. Uh, it was, uh, you know, a little bit more with me, but even the, the people that would do that kind of thing that, that, that I knew, the AIDS thing came in mm-hmm. right there in the late 80s, early 90s, and it was such a big deal. People were scared to death yeah. that, I mean, if you had unprotected sex with someone you weren't wed to, you were going to die like in one year. You were going to shrivel up and, and you know, turn into skin and bones. I mean, right. I mean that's how serious AIDS yeah. was back then. And then now it's like... Today it's not a death sentence. It really isn't. You don't even hear the word anymore. Well, no, there have been advances. We had Greg Guest on a few months ago talking about how people can now get treatments. You don't want it. You can get, like, you know, almost like a vaccine. It's not an actual vaccination. Um, But it's like you can take pills that would be preventative or something like that. Um, I don't know. It's a weird topic in the sense that I... I know about these risks, and I honestly kind of agree with you, though. I I have weird commitment issues where I genuinely, like, people, I, it's, again, back to that first date scenario where I'm like, this is a great person. This is a nice person, and I'm bored. So I don't follow through. I don't play the game. I yeah. just don't. I don't call them back. Or I just, you know. So you, you've never had a one-night stand? 
It, I just, I'm just curious. Me and Joey were it had a conversation about this well, yeah. last night after the show. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question and there. <laughs> 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 Why? <laughs> Never is a very, very large word. <laughs> it was not commonplace. <laughs> It's never has been commonplace. So I I have to develop feelings. I I I I have never had a one night stand with a stranger. I have. Yeah. I once slept with a a, a friend a friend I knew, but the, the it, without having feelings or a genuine interest in somebody, I did sex is not appealing. Yeah. And and, and that and that's pretty much you know my feeling. I mean that's that's the way. I mean you have to to me, and I sound you might this might sound bad, but mm-hmm. I sound like a woman. I have to have an emotional connection mm-hmm. to someone. I mean it doesn't. It's not just the feeling. It's it's more than the feeling, you know. No, it's somebody. Um, oh, I know who it is. It's a uh, Ayn Rand of all people. That if you're trying to hook up with a bunch of people, I think she said, "Show me a woman that a man is attracted to, and I'll tell you who he is." And there is something about people who have no self-esteem or no self-value or worth, and they try to make up for it. And and I'm, again, something I say all the time, looking in the mirror here. I unsuccessfully tried to hook up with people. I'm not some player. I'm just that awkward and shy. <laughs> um, but, like, you try to make up that self-esteem by either drinking or, or drugs or accomplishment in, like, the public mm-hmm. arena yeah. or, you know, hooking up just prom- promiscuity. And I think that really is like putting the car before the horse. You're going to end up, because I have had a one-night stand. I had a few in college. And I did not feel good the next day and see that's that's the thing about no it. but don't get me wrong i'm not i'm try, trying to moralize here while i was doing it in the middle of it, it was awesome oh yeah but then the next day you can, it's kind of like drinking too much you realize it, what you did you come down from the the high of it and the yeah. the ride and Why you're like this yeah wow lord who is this person like like i remember their name but it's like i don't actually know them and what did we even talk to each other about last night and it's a very disorienting weird thing and you don't feel fulfilled so i, I mean i haven't done that in a while I, I seriously have become sort of the hermit um and you know i had i'll be completely blunt about this my roommates went to a wedding in indiana last weekend and i had this little fight in my head and imagine it's like the angel and the demon on your shoulder yeah it's like you got the place to yourself dude go out there see what happens and then finally the angel went out it's like nope watch some wrestling and fall asleep on the couch (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you know it's not going to be worth it you're going to lose a lot of money something horrible that's the thing too when you put yourself out there and you kind of fall into that almost subconscious state where you just go for base or pleasure it could be like oh it's not very fulfilling and I think that's the best case scenario well the best case is you might meet somebody and you actually hit it off but you could also, like, have something happen. It's not very fulfilling. You feel icky the next day. Okay, walk it off. Take a shower. Or if you get into some of these party situations, I've seriously been at parties, like, the vibe turns from we're having so much fun to somebody could die tonight. Like, in in the middle of everybody, you know, devil may care, so much fun. People make stupid decisions in that 
fun time turns into a car accident or it turns into a life-changing decision that you did not purposely make. You just kind of fell into it. And that's a terrible place to be. And I, I think it's an easy way to put it. I call that growing up is when you can actually force your logic to yeah. make your decisions for you rather than your emotions because emotions will lead you wrong many, many times yeah. if you are completely controlled by your emotions. That's you'll what make I was a lot say. of bad decisions. It's I don't I don't know if it's maturity, age or being a hermit, but you know, when like Emily's with her mom and she was with her mom yesterday yeah. and you know, I have the house to myself. I watched TV all night. <laughs> I did not go anywhere. <laughs> it's you know, it's I, I don't. There's there's no point in, right. in doing anything like that. Well, and there is. A, I've talked about this with several people where you, especially when you're younger, you're like, oh, if I don't do anything, it's like a Friday night for me four years ago. Like this night tonight, be like, mm, I'm gonna get done with work. Then go home to the house, see what the guys are doing. We're going to start drinking. We're going to go out, and we're going to see what happens. Because if we don't go out, I'm going to miss something. And now I'm like, I'm not going to miss anything. I'm going to miss a bunch of drunks having stupid mm-hmm. conversations. Like, dumb conversations that don't really bring me up. or And I'm going to feel miserable the next day and lose a lot of money. And I finally was like, why don't I just fall asleep in my recliner and watch something I enjoy? And then, yeah, generally try to make the effort to go out and meet people, but not in a party atmosphere. And then also, it's a balancing act. It's like once I went to that conference, these bachelor parties I've gone to recently, gone out with some friends, it felt good to be back in those situations, but be that person that had a little bit more control, that wasn't desperate or wasn't trying to find his self-esteem out on the town. It was more like, oh, no, I know who I am. And I don't need anything necessarily. I can just enjoy myself and where I am. And that makes the party atmosphere a little more fun. But I think part of it for me is being so shy most of my life that I feel I had to make up for something. Instead of just relax and have a conversation. Yeah, I don't... I, I've never been a party person ever. Hmm. Like, I had my group of friends that... They were partiers in high school and, and as we got older and whatever. And... If I go out, it's because somebody drags me out. Yeah, it's it's not. I, I if I go out alone, I sit in the corner and I drink whatever it is that I'm drinking, and I don't talk to anybody. It's like, why are we doing I, this? Yeah, I just watch people. And <laughs> I went to Seth's birthday party with you. That's pretty much what yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, you know, a a big key of it is, is the older you get, and this is where I... See, but you go out a lot. Like, you like your karaoke. You like to... No, I don't. I I like socializing. Right. I think, also, you're a bit more of a social animal than I am. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's something about, you know, the the older you get, you... Once you figure out who you are... Mm -hmm. And you can just be yourself, then you can go out and and have a good time. Right. I, I, I don't. I don't really mind. I mean, people have heard me sing "Rebel Yell" by Billy Idol. I think it is 
freaking amazing. <laughs> sure it is. Probably 80% of the people think that that's really not very good. But I don't care. Because I know who I am, and I know it's freaking amazing. Well, that's the problem with me, though, is that I know who I am, and myself sits in the corner and, <laughs> and <laughs> doesn't talk to anybody. But see, that does not make me right and you wrong, no, no, because no, no, I no. like to, you know, I like to interact and, and socialize with people and meet new people. I love that. Just because you don't does not make you wrong and mean that you have a problem. That's your personality. Right. You know who you are. That's why you're a beautiful person as you sit there because you know who Eric is and you know what you are and you're not trying. Now, if you tried to be the way I act, you would sound absolutely foolish. I would. And I would be a miserable failure if I tried to sit somewhere and not say anything. And just be quiet and watch people. I, I, I couldn't do it. And if I tried to be a long-haired, sexy young man like Joey, I would surely fail. <laughs> that wig would look ridiculous on me. I don't have a wig. No, I would have to have a wig, though, to look like you. <laughs> or get some Joe you Biden. You were just having a moment plans. there. That's why I played the music. Like, you called him a beautiful person. Well, he just, is. I agree, but it was just, uh, you know, it was a fun moment for me. I don't think you could put me and Joey's social attitude together in behalf of what yours is. Right. Well, that's, just, that's just a difference in people, though. I agree. It takes all types. Yeah. Really it really does. does. No, but then I do have a weird thing where I, if I'm in front of a microphone like this or I'm on a stage or, like, I know the spotlight in some way is directed at me. I do like that. Like, it's come alive. It's like, the, okay. And radio's weird because I don't have a live crowd in front of me. I don't get immediate reactions. You don't know what people out there listening right now are thinking. You really don't. They could be thinking, what the hell is this? Where's They're the news? thinking you're an overbearing, loudmouth, know-it-all. <laughs> what, what all? Is that oh, what yeah, well, well, that was pretty accurate. <laughs> there yeah, I was. love it. I still yeah. love it. I wish yeah. you'd call in. But then you get folks that, that connect with you um, and, you know, reach out. And that's the best thing about this business because you don't know and then you put yourself out there and you do get great feedback. Sometimes you mm -hmm. get really crappy feedback. Well, one person who reached out to me, and I'm glad she did, is Teresa over at Four Healthy Pets on Atlanta Highway. Um, I went by there a couple weeks ago and, man... That's a great little store. It's that uh, shopping center right next to Faulkner, that side of Atlanta Highway. There's like a HealthWise food yeah, or something in there, too? Yeah, it's a nice little shopping center. Where the old Skate there. Haven used to be. Exactly. Right beside it. Exactly. And she really takes pride. I mean, she is just an animal lover from the get-go. I imagine if she saw the images I looked at from the hurricane, where they're carrying these cats and dogs in the rain and the flooding streets, she'd probably start crying. I felt like crying. It's like, oh, the poor little dog, the poor cat. And it's just so she's an animal lover from the get-go. She has multiple pets herself. You can meet some of them in the store when you go buy four healthy pets. So with that perspective and that emotion, she's like, I want to provide not just for my own pets, but for anybody who is a pet owner where the pet is a part of the family. And that's where she decided, okay, I want to get the best, most high-quality, highest-quality products out there on the market. I want to find them and bring them to people here in the local community. And when I was over there at the store, everybody who came in, she knew by name. 
it was friends and family hour over there hanging out with Teresa at Four Healthy Pets. So stop by Four Healthy Pets. You can get some of the great products. I, I believe she gave me some of that chicken jerky Baron was talking about the other day and gave it to Gimli, the red and fuzzy big booty Buddha, mm-hmm. my canine nephew. Oh, and he loved it. He also loved the... It looks like rawhide, but rawhide's not healthy. That can create all sorts of problems. It's but made it, out of rice or something. No, this was made out of complete... Uh, Salmon, all natural salmon. Oh, really? He ate that thing quick. He loved it. He really loved it. So I'm happy to make my canine nephew really, really happy with the high quality, healthy products at Four Healthy Pets. So you can visit them at fourhealthypetsonline.com. Again, that's fourhealthypetsonline.com. Take advantage of all their services, whether they're great products, grooming services, and everything else but stop by see Teresa you will not regret it she will help you take care of your pet the way you always hope to and want to so give them a try four healthy pets on Atlanta Highway guys we gotta hit a break let's do it I have to admit I'm a little tired right now not in like a defeated way more like in a delirious uh, I, I better be careful what's gonna come out of my mouth kind of way Second wind kind of a tired or Oh more like I've been worn down by an interrogator. And I'm ready to confess. You're ready to confess. All sorts of sins, yeah. Hmm. Might be interesting when we come back. We'll be right back then. Joey Clark. about music you can imagine points in your life where this like what this came out of like when you capture that feeling in a moment i don't think there's anything else other than music that can capture that oh yeah like it, whether it's depressing or uplifting or like but I, you can write a poem you can you know, write it down like in a novel, or you can write an article, or in your journal, or you can take a picture of it. But music's the one thing that like captures that feeling. I love the energy of this song in that regard. There are songs that I have that if I listen to them, I you know, I close my eyes, it takes me back to a certain point in time. Absolutely. I, th- I think the sense of smell is the only thing that can transport yes. you more than music. But I do know what you're saying. Yeah. I, 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 I can hear songs, and you can, you can. I can close my eyes. I'm in the Bronco too again, <laughs> pulling pulling up to Hooper Academy, <laughs> and I can still see her walking by. You know, I mean, it's, it's those kind of things. I mean, it really does. But oh yeah, smells are you know, maybe more powerful than songs. Oh, no. I think scientifically, yes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, the depth of feeling. Like, capturing 
in a moment how you felt. I think is like a smell can bring back a memory. Certainly, I think it is more powerful and like eliciting a memory gives you more recall. Right, okay. but I think a song. What I mean is like I feel this way. Like this song about this woman. I don't know his case, maybe this man. I don't know what that lead singer is all about or who wrote that song. But you feel this way about somebody. In my case, this woman. And it's like, mm, how can I express this more than words? So you get the energy of electric guitars and bass and drums and over-the-top uh, high-end vocals. And it's more than just the words of the song. That kind of gives a direction, but the song gives the rest of the feeling. Right. And I don't know if there's anything else that quite captures that in that way. Yeah, Lady in Red takes yeah, me back takes in time. You back. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, I'm, I'm like Coleman's age. I'm like 14 years old when I hear that song. Well, no, and I admitted earlier this week that I'll like send signals with certain songs, or I'll be in a certain mood. And sometimes a bit on the nose, like Part-Time Lover by Stevie Wonder. But it's more like, okay, songs that I heard while something was happening. And it was like, oh, wow. Oh, my. I'm trying to think of a way to put this. <laughs> Have you ever... You're in the boudoir. And what transpires is so good. It's like your life flashes before your eyes. And every song... That then comes on your radio or your Pandora station or whatever the hell you're listening to, it's like extra meaningful. And you start thinking about like your childhood and like where you're gonna go, and it's just like, my God, my socks are off. You ever had that type of moment? I don't think I have. <laughs> really? Yeah. You've never? It, I, don't, I don't think so. I think you have. And by the way, I feel bad for you if you yeah. haven't. No, it's it's like it lo- it knocks something loose, man, and you're like, oh my goodness, like you just start thinking of everything. Like life becomes almost like l- you're lucid dreaming. Well, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, I can get a, I'm I get lost in songs. <laughs> I mean, going from song to song and going back to here and there and different places in my life. No, I'm saying you're in the bedroom. And what transpires there is so good that everything becomes heightened. Yeah, but I don't I don't listen to music when I do that. Oh, so. look at you. Listen to you. <laughs> and by <laughs> the mean, way, by the way, Eric, I, unfortunately, there was an exposure earlier. You know, the yoga pants song that he requests all the time? Yeah. And Southern Wood here claims that uh, you claim that you have actually worn yoga pants, your wife's, when she wasn't around. Mm-hmm. Um, none didn't believe him. I Joey think didn't was, believe me. Don't don't question me. So he showed me. The, It'll change your life. Photo evidence of this. You it's, don't want to see it. No, it will be I, no, scarred in your see? brain. See, this is an older, wiser man. I told Joey he didn't want to see it. Well, you and certainly deserve the name. He forced me to show it. To I him. do have to say though, you certainly deserve the name Southernwood. <laughs> yeah, that was not the paddle. The, uh, uh, yeah, there's certain was, things once you see, you cannot unsee. It was disturbing. Yeah. It was a little disturbing. It was a very much an exposure. So, um, I'm just glad Randall wasn't here to see oh, it. Oh, good God. Don't get him started, man. Don't get him started. But yeah, like, there are certain songs that, like, definitely bring back time periods in my life. Yeah. Um, like, I, I can start thinking of certain memories, like uh, Sexy MF by Prince takes me back to a cruise right after 10th grade 
and what we would do is like play the the rhythm on the guitar you sexy mother and like play it to people in the elevator and they'd freak out and it was a lot of fun and that was the first time hearing that song i had not heard it i had not actually heard the recording it was just a guy i met on the cruise named wilson and from there you jump oh and there's all sorts of memories like this little beautiful cajun girl from louisiana who I had a crush on on the cruise. We almost did something, but we didn't, because I'm a shy, sad sap. See, all these memories just start flowing back. And then I think of, like, Disney music, and it doesn't make me think of the great movies. It makes me think of being on another cruise, a Disney cruise, with the whole family. And looking back now, it's kind of bittersweet. It was the last kind of big family hurrah altogether. Last hurrah altogether. Like, because, you know, mom's not here anymore. Other people have kind of gotten older. So it's it was the last time I didn't really appreciate it at the time. But it was kind of... And I, I remember I was utterly miserable. So I just graduated. This is when I was drinking my whiskey straight and my coffee black and sometimes a mix of the two. And I was not a happy camper because I graduated from college. had no effing clue what I was going to do. None whatsoever. And I'm in a deep hole. Like, how am I going to figure this out? So I remember being on that cruise, and the reason I bring up Disney music is I brought my guitar. Like, the last cruise I'd gone on. Maybe I'll meet somebody else with a guitar like I did last time. No. There's nowhere on the damn ship that didn't have, Well, I just can't wait to be king. <laughs> Or them Sebastian singing Under the Sea. Or some Disney tune, show tune, was always playing in the hallways, on the upper deck, in the restaurant, even in the adult bars. What I ended up doing, and luckily my parents obliged me, um, I just hung out with the bartenders. Because <laughs> I was like the only 20-something-year-old on the ship. And they were 20-something, the bartenders. So met a guy, Augusto, from um, Brazil. Met a lovely woman from Slovenia. Met Paulo. Still Book of Faces friends with that guy from Barcelona, Spain. But it's weird just from like, okay, think of that song. Boom. Memories come flowing back. Yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just an old, old man, apparently. I didn't think I was as old as I am. How old are you, Eric? You're... Y'all are both the same age, aren't you? No. But you're no. Like, He's a little older than me. I'm waiting on you to guess. Thirty-eight. Not that. No, thirty. You're, you're. All right. So you're twenty-nine. Okay. I'll be thirty December first. Younger than you. Twenty-nine, thirty-five. Yeah. Forty-five. So we're. I mean, we're somewhat Mm -hmm. like half generations apart. We're pretty much ten years, ten years, and ten years. Yeah. It's amazing how much the world has changed. But I, I, I'm, I'm starting to realize how old I am. I was given the option last night, well, what movie do you want to watch? And you know what movie? I said, let's watch this movie. It was The Sound of Music. Yeah? Did you decide to watch it? Yeah. And so it's we watched it. it it's, it's, it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite. Julie Andrews, to me, is... It won. I don't remember that movie, man. I mean, she is vocally maybe the most talented woman that ever sang. No, and talking, She's talking just, about memories, man. Like, I remember there's one summer where my cousins, Jessica and Jordan, were hanging out with us for most of the summer. And they, Jordan, I think in, in particular, just loved The Sound of Music. So we watched it like every freaking night. Yeah. And it was, uh, it's a great movie, 
but I needed a break from the sound of music. Doe. A deer, a female deer. Well, and, but the thing that, I, and I didn't realize I was doing it to myself when we started it. My mother, my mother was, she was somewhat agoraphobic, not Dis- it wasn't disabilitating, right? But she didn't like to be out in public. She'd go to the grocery store. She'd come straight home, and she mama was at the house all the time. I mean, that's what she and that's what she wanted to do: clean house, take care of my daddy, right. take care of us. Once we got out of the house, she'd take care of the grandchildren here and there, and so forth and so on. But she she had like three movies that she liked to watch: Gone with the Wind, Doctor Shivago. And the sound of music. And at any point in the day, if she wasn't in the kitchen working, if you went to her house, one of those movies were playing in her house. And the sound of moogits is what Sydney called it when she was a little thing. And and as I started hearing those songs come in, I could hear my mother singing. And my mother had a very gorgeous, beautiful voice. Yeah. And she sang all the time. And I could hear Mama singing on top of Julie Andrews. And I'm over there, and I start getting little tears in the corner of my eyes. And Lauren's like, are you crying over there? And I'm like, yes, I'm crying. She's like, dang, what are you crying for? I said, I don't worry about it. And uh, she's yeah. used to it, though. And uh, But, no, it did. It took me back to I was standing, you know, in the den. And Mama was in there resting in the afternoon awesome. watching, you know, with little Sid, you know, three years old, laying there in the floor with her. and uh, Or they were laying on the bed, you know, talking or doing something. And, and yeah, it, it kind of took me back a little bit. In, in a way, is there like a perfect balancing act? Like, you're 45. I'll, I'll be 30 here pretty soon. And I almost feel like when you're real young, you don't have that depth of experience. So everything's new, and you might, because of that, be really enthralled with something because it's new, or you might discount something because you really don't understand it. But then as you get older, it's starting to happen to me, like this song, Five Years, David Bowie. This is, I actually watched, the last thing I watched with my mom was a documentary called Five Years. And it went through five different points of Bowie's life. And based on this song, it's the title of the documentary. So many mothers dying. News hmm. had just come over. We had five years left to cry in. News guy wept and told us Earth was really dying. So I hear this song, and it's not just an interesting, kind of cool song, like it might have been when it first came out. It has more meaning to it, like the lyrics take on more meaning, and then other memories come back on the up in the media room on her stupid red couch, and back projection TV, and mom curl up in a blanket, and like all these things roll out of this music. And then as you get older, like you're saying, you're watching the sound of music and you think of your mother. But is there a, a, a pinnacle, a peak point to that? When you start to get to a certain age and you hear stuff because you've had so much experience that you get too lost in like your memories. 
So it looks like, you know, like the grandfather's just staring off into space. It's really that he's experienced so much, he's just lost at his memories. <clears throat> it, and, and put it in a simple terms, like I, my father's dad, granddaddy as I call him, he'll start to tell a story, and before he can even get three words out, he'll start laughing because he knows the damn story. And it's almost like you can't... you. You stop being able to engage with new things because you're so caught up with the the memories and experience you have. I I I, I don't know if I get there. I'll let you know, but I I think I, I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and you can at points get lost in. You've got so much. It's like a computer downloading, and all of a sudden there's this big dump. And it's not just the story you're telling. It takes you back to, oh, I remember when I told this story, yeah. you know, over here that night. And then after I did, this happened. And 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 you can get bogged down. But I, I think as long as you keep living and creating new experiences, there's always going to be another. And you know how I love to talk and I love to tell stories. And I like, is anybody listening? Yes. I kind of embellish every once in a while when I tell stories. Well, only the 10 people who listen and heard that. Don't worry. It only makes them better. But, no, you know, I I do, and I love to tell stories, but it's – I've always got new stories coming up because I keep living and keep having experiences. But I I feel like because you are 45, it's easier for you than me to think about when you're – 65 or 75 what it will be like i mean and it's still it, difficult that's yeah and, and, it may, years and that's, that's why i say it, it may get to that point where you just run out and yeah. you've got enough downloaded that you can live on those memories and those i mean jerry clower was i mean he died a multi-millionaire telling you know the same 65 stories right. you know he's a great storyteller and 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 lived a wonderful life, but he really didn't live any new stories after he started right. doing stand-up comedy. He right. just kept repeating the same ones. Still successful, and everything's great and fine with him. Um, I guess you find your groove at a certain point where it's like, yeah, yeah. I could listen to those songs till the end of time. I don't need new songs. Yeah, and and it, it may be, and I don't know. I'm, I may hit it. I've not hit it yet because yeah. I mean, I still, I still like. Coming up with new stories, see, and and perfecting old stories. I've, I've I've hit that point. It, I still li- I still listen to new stuff. Yeah, but I there's like a group of albums that I just go back to. Likewise, you know, yeah. System of a Down, and you know, uh, stuff like that. But it's I can I can imagine what you're talking about well and apply it not just to songs but like other habits and memories to where it's like i'm in my groove i know who i am i'm not gonna why should i go change it like i got a full life as is as you were saying as you were talking about that a memory came to my mind Mm. of my papa my dad's dad he passed away when i was 10 Mm. and my memories of him are a lot better than he apparently was. Not that he was a horrible person, right? But he wasn't. My I, when he passed, our thing was he would come over to the house or anytime. Do you remember Battleship? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We played Battleship 
when the new electronic one came out, he went oh. and bought it, and we played wow. with it. When he died, to this day, I've not played Battleship because mm-hmm. I don't want to taint that memory, you know? Yeah. How about that? Right. No, that's amazing. I, I see what you're saying. It's it's funny how your brain works, and you know, and that's you know, you you went straight to music, and I wasn't necessarily on that, but I think that's one thing uh, as far as music goes. I'm similar to that. I mean, I'm kind of stuck at the, kind of the mid '90s. I mean, you talk about this new music, I'm, I'll hear a song that's catchy, and I'll catch on, to, but I don't. It's like I've, I've moved from there. My passion is no longer listening to music. It's, it's listening to uh, talk radio. And right. I'm, I'm going to be listening to a podcast or listening to this station or uh, a sports show or something like that. I like the, the interaction. And, and so, I mean, you can well, say a whole lot about music now. I won't know about. Well, but you just said something that makes me really hopeful about the future is I think a, a cool trend that's happening is the rise of the podcast. And I think it bodes well for this industry as much as that's a competitor. But I think the more people sit and listen to people just talking and hanging out like we're doing tonight, or they're hearing you know structured stories, the more people are just sitting back and hearing different stories from different perspectives. And it, again, the podcast, boom, it is it's unreal. Like how many different are out there, different perspectives, different stories. I think that is one of the best things because it's something I think folks who especially are getting older, I think, go more towards what's happening, what's the conversation. I think it's why people who are older tend to vote more and be more active. Um, But if you can kind of hook a younger generation into that world, that's how we connect ourselves. Because as much as music, I think, creates a feeling or recreates and holds a feeling like a time capsule better than, say, maybe an interview or an article... Uh, I think when you are all tied into a conversation, that's the best thing to do. Yeah, face to face, preferably. Like and and, and here, I, but. I think I think Rosie made a wonderful point earlier today when you were talking about the safe spaces. That's just more division where a, a very tightly, you know, knit group can get together and just be an echo chamber instead of having honest conversation and just talking. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you waited till the end of the show to bring up safe spaces. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a safe space, folks, but not in the this is. namby-pamby ways. It's we can only, talk about pretty it's much It's only anything. for all people, though. It's a safe space for all people. Well, not just blacks. Except for not Matthew Stafford. Well, yeah, I don't he think screwed he... screwed me in week one of fantasy football. <laughs> I don't think he needs to come up here.